Good afternoon. Hello, Adam. How? Fancy meeting you on this podcast. On this, yeah. How the F-bomb are you? I'm good. I am in good form. How are you? I'm, uh, you know what? I'm actually shattered. I didn't get much sleep last night at all. So I'm like a zombie. Masturbating. No, I, there was a lot of tossing and turning going on. I'll be, I'll be honest. But I, yeah, it's just one of those nights. I was up kind of late Saturday. So last night then was just, you know, your body is like, we weren't to sleep this time last night. What are you trying to do sleeping now? Mm, yeah. No, I'm in good form today. I, it was hard just to make that oh, back to work shit again. Yeah, you had your week off. What did you do with your week off? I had a lot of food and booze. Did you did you undo a lot of good work? I undid some, but mm-hmm. um, I'm back on the the bandwagon. I don't really mind that. I kind of needed it to be honest. Yeah. So tell us about all the bad work you did about your drinking and your fooding. Well, I had lots of cocktails. Did you? Okay. Did. Lots of cocktails and uh, lots. Yeah, just eating all around me. I I did an industrial week of it, and I put on. I wasn't as bad. I didn't do as much damage on the scales as I thought I would have done. What's the worst, grossest, weirdest thing you ate over the week? I did make myself breakfast one morning of asparagus, scrambled eggs, and anchovies. That's my key. It was quite nice. I've never even had an anchovy. Yeah. There are little fishy things. But I'm assuming that's kind of reasonably healthy, no? It was reasonably healthy. It's, if, if you asked for the weirdest thing I ate, and I think that was it. Oh, I, I want the gross, I, I'm a I'm a bad person undoing all my good work over my holiday kind of, kind of lechery. Oh, uh, chot. Oh, goodness. What did you get? I had a club burger meal with gravy. I think getting a burger out of chicken out is wrong. I... Originals? I disagree. Like, KFC, all these kind of places, they specialise in chicken on the bone, covered in spices, uh... If if people listen to our old LCCR radio show, we, we spent ages talking about how they have exactly 11 herbs and spices in there. You know, they do that for a reason. Putting it on a burger. Nah. Like, have you ever a had burger a burger in a burger place? Have you ever had a burger in the chat? Yeah. I think their burgers are really nice. And I just haven't as mad on their chicken. I mean, it's it's grand, but it I don't. I think KFC chicken is nicer than Chot chicken. Oh, that's a big mistake. Yeah, I think I think KFC. Limerick people listen to this. I think KFC chicken is nicer than Chot chicken, and 
I find Supermax chicken, even though I generally like it, I find it a bit weird. Supermax chicken? Why? I find it's like blo- bloated and it's like, I don't know, it's just, I find it weird. Well, of course it's bloated. It's fucking, they got those GMOs in there that, you know, it's fucking genetically modified out the hoop to keep Galway students going mad on, on, on rag week. And I think I found what I thought was a tumour in one of them once and I didn't like that. No way. What was that like? It was just like a piece of chicken that looked looked a bit like that. That's not normal. Like was it in among the bones like the marrow? No, no. It was kind of in the flesh, you know. It was just, but it was like, I don't know. I don't know what that is and I don't like it. That's not great. Did you eat it anyway? Probably. <laughs> I mean, hmm. I, I probably had the chicken. I probably cut out that bit that was weird looking. So you didn't eat the tumour? I Would I have eaten the tumour? I don't know. I can't believe you don't like... So it's a club burger in Chicken Hut, a beef burger? Beef burger, yeah. You rat bastard. Now, they do do a lovely chicken burger, I will say. You get beef in Chicken Hut? Yeah. I am the sauce in the burger. Um, no. That I like. They don't even put gravy on the burger. No, but they have lovely sauces. I'm so annoyed. You've been doing chicken hot wrong all this time. You go and you get the super snack box. Sometimes I'd have a well. I'd never go for the super snack box because I'm a dipper. So I would go for a snack box and gravy as a side. But I, yeah, I, I okay, would sometimes okay. I would sometimes go and get that. But it's just I really like their club burger. When we were just out of college, my mate, the guy I lived with, used to on a night out he'd order an extra portion of gravy so he could have it on his toast the next morning. You said that before and I'm guessing it's Nick. Nick, you sick bastard. No, it was Rory. Oh, was it? Rory, you sick bastard. But uh, Nick did, um, he was such an advocate of, of Chicken Hut that uh, people started calling him Nick and Hut, which is great. I think that's his Twitter tag now. Oh, that's quite funny. Yeah. So your cocktails, tell me about your cocktails. I had lots of different ones. I've, do you know what's really nice? Tequila Sunrise. Another Tequila Sunrise. Yeah. There, what's what's in that one at the home? Tequila, uh-huh. orange juice, grenadine. Okay. Oh, the grenadine and the orange juice then make the sunrise. Fair enough. Uh, really nice. I had Moscow Mules. Yep. I had Basil Vodka. Or Basil, yeah, Basil Vodka Smash. Oh, yeah. I had, I think I had... What's that orange Italian drink? Ap- Aperol Spritz. Okay. Like a 50-year-old woman at Wimbledon. Oh. And, and you had a brilliant no, time. They, no, they drink Pims. They drink Pims, but I was trying to... Like, it, it still gets that aesthetic right. I don't know, does it? Have... Do you know what blows my mind? Is that Jägermeister was, an after dinner, aperitif for, like, German ladies. And somewhere along there... It became the go-to fucking 
rocket fuel of choice for Irish students. It's disgusting. I don't mind it. If I was picking a shot, that would probably be up there. I don't know. I drank a bottle of a puke and my shoe could never look at it again. Why did you puke in your shoe? Because I was in my bed and I wasn't going to puke right. in the bed and I reached out and got a shoe and puked yeah. in it. A friend of mine used to have a terrible pension for puking in her handbag. Oh. Which is a terrible thing to wake up to the next morning if you forget you've done it. Well, it's even worse if you've got stuff in your handbag. Yeah, I'd say many a Nokia was slain. Yeah, that's... I mean, like, it's ideal if it's just a cheap, empty handbag. Mm. You go, oh, yeah, that was that was like a super decision. <laughs> it just, it's such a fantastically visceral image of puking in your handbag because there's nowhere for it to go. Did I tell you about the time I kept puking in the taxi on the way to the lodge? No. It was first year at college because of course it was. And you remember the lodge, I assume. I do. Fantastic Castle Troy haunt with emphasis on the haunt. And we were going up from campus to to the lodge in a taxi and there was two of my roommates on either side of me and it must have been rag week or something because I was wankered and it was one of those like eight seater. I believe it's called charity week, Adam. Charity. Ah, that's stupid. Have one consistent name for it, please. It's all about raising and giving. Yeah, exactly. So why did they change it to charity week? Because people like you were undermining the charity aspect of the week. By puking in taxis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I I was in the taxi and I was langered and I was in like the back back row and I leaned over and I puked on my friend's lap. And she started squealing going, oh, my God, did you just get sick? Did you just get sick? And I said, like, shut the fuck off. The taxi driver is going to hear us and we're going to get fined. So I managed to calm her down. <laughs> and then I puked on her again. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and she kept going, oh, my God, oh, my God, did you just get sick on me? And I was like, shut the fuck up. And it was just kind of this cycle the whole way to the lodge. And by the time we got there, I realized, you know what? I'm too drunk to be here, so I had to walk home. Not quite. And I'd imagine she probably had to walk home with you. No, she went in. With a dress covered in puke. Good hearty Galway woman on, on ladies' night in the lodge. Of course she went in. Huh. That mustn't have been pleasant. I, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. The lodge was a crazy place when you think about it. I remember like multiple occasions where students decided they weren't done for the night. But it was actually kind of one of the most peaceful protests I've ever seen because they weren't like fucking banging at the bar. They just sat down on the dance floor and did rock the boat. Rock the boat. Yeah, but they were all doing rock the boat. That seems, yeah, that that just seems kind of par for the course, I think. But I've never seen it anywhere except Castle Troy Lodge. Rock the boat was Burr Angley's go-to DJ move. Was he the DJ in the lodge? He was. Oh, he's a DJ fucking everywhere in Castle Troy, isn't he? He was, yeah. Heard, was. heard a story. Well, he 
I suppose there's nothing really going on now. I mean, I think oh, fair enough. I thought you were going to tell me he was fucking dead or something. The stables, no, he. I, there's just nothing going on. Yeah, and I think I'm not sure whether he's. I mean, he loves that kind of stuff, but I'm not sure whether he's, you know, near. He's stepping back from it a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know yeah. he stepped back from some work, but um, one story I heard, which I thought really amused me about Burr, and he's always great for a story himself telling you yarns about when Johnny Cash came to the concert hall and stuff. But <laughs> he, one of the stories I heard, which I thought was really amusing, was U2's first concert was in Limerick. Mm-hmm. And Burr was, it was a competition and it was in the Savoy. And Burr was one of the judges. And he was the only judge to vote against U2. <laughs> That that doesn't feel true to me. Why not? Because there's no fucking way U2's first gig was in Limerick. It was at a Just... competition in Savoy. Yeah, but but did, no, I no heard that. I first... heard that separately before I ever heard the Barangley story. Right, but I, I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty sure that's true. Like if you know, if it wasn't their first, gig, it was their first sort of breakthrough gig or you know it was it was a significant gig in there yeah in their their formation but i think it was it was like i think it was it could have been their first proper outing you know and was burr angley proud of this fact i didn't hear it from burr um, right so i'm guessing no <laughs> yeah i don't think you uh, i'd heard it from burr if he was proud of the fact so i don't think so i i just heard heard it as an anecdote but That's I th- very funny. I think, yeah, it's such, such a great uh, tidbit to have in your repertoire. Have you any claims to fame like that? Like ones that would be kind of like, eee, that I, I got that one very wrong, is it? Sure, why not? No, not, I was never really in a position whereby I suppose I could get something like that wrong. Have yeah. you? Well, now that you put it in that particular vein, no, no, I, I've never... Miss the next Beatles. This is comedy poison. Ha, huh, sure is. <laughs> I fell the other day and really hurt myself. On purpose? Uh, not on purpose, no. I, I, For the first time since January, I met some people that weren't from my family. They were friends of mine from Kilkenny. Actually, you might have met some of them. You, you remember Sarah Maher? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lovely girl. Yes, yeah, very nice. Uh, it was myself and her and, and two others. And we went for a coffee. But instead of a coffee, I got a beer. And instead of a beer, I had a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and it started to rain. So we were going to go sit in one of their cars uh, because obviously everything needs to be outside now and, and, and all this shit. And as we were walking over to the car park, I tried to jump over a little kind of string fence thing and I caught my foot on it and I just went down hard oh and yeah and my fucking my ribs and my arm have been kind of fucked since I guess Thursday I'm a little bit better now but it meant I couldn't go out and do any of my runs over the weekend and that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it but Jesus Christ I was like a cripple over the weekend I could barely lift anything with the arm did you look like a right ninny 
Oh, made a tip myself. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that there was like four young lads kind of 10 feet away just walking down the street when I just fucking up, caught the foot, flopped right down on my stomach. And because I had a bottle of beer in one hand, I was obviously trying to not let that like spill. Mm. And with the other hand, then I don't know if I was trying to fucking prop block the fall or whatever, but I just came. I, I land belly flopped. And not one person tried to help me. They all just fucking wet themselves laughing. Did Sarah laugh and point? Yes. <laughs> nice. It was a good 10 minutes of fucking laughter after it. Not, not one bit of sympathy I got. But uh, yeah, you could hear the slap of me landing on my stomach. It was awful. And that was a bit of a land in itself going... Do you know what? It's only when you have a bit of a belly that that kind of uh, wobble happens when you land. What? How did you get so caught? So there was like two bollards and a chain link fence going, or a chain link. Between them. Yeah. And I jumped over and it was the first time I've been wearing my boots for a while. Usually I'm just wearing runners these days. So the toe was a little bit longer than I'm used to. So I caught the toe on the cable and poleaxed. Your mother was mortified for having had you. Yeah. Oh, I was scarlet, so I was. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I know. It was just, I, I then it was frustrating not to be able to go out on my run over the weekend then in case I did any more damage. So I, I felt the whole, I spent the whole weekend feeling really sorry for myself because then I couldn't go run. And yeah, it was not great. Morta. Morta indeed. Yeah, no, I was, I got out and did a lot of walking and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't do any running or anything. Not a single run. I did go out poking ball one day. Did you? Yeah. Fuck me, you get fair out, practice fair quick, and I, and I was fair sore after it, and like I'd done nothing. Were you poking on your own or were you poking with your brother? I was out poking with a friend. Okay. And... Um, God, yeah, just even my, like my stomach muscles and, uh, and my shoulders and my arms, I was just Benjax and my backside, I was Benjax from it. So I just, I, I'm, I'm skeptical. What kind of poking were you doing with your friends that your ass was sore? Well, I was, well, you know, if you're getting down to rise a ball or anything, you're, you're bending down and that'll, that'll get your arse muscles. Um, mm. And similar prison, prison rules hurling you're doing. And similarly, you know, if you're going to catch a ball, you're going to, you know, catch your abdomen. <laughs> you're going to, you know, move your abdomen and stuff. So that, uh-huh. that's kind of why it was, you know, it's an all over thing. But I think it was just such a shock to my body. It was kind of like, what, what are you doing? What is this? What I'm hurling? Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a puck around with anyone. That's not even in my lexicon. I do enjoy a puck round. I, do you know what? I was going through the park at the weekend and I saw people throwing a ball and I went, that seems like a bit of crack because you're just kind of standing there and you're throwing a ball. But then at the same time, you achieve absolutely nothing. When you're doing what? Just throwing a ball about. Yeah, well. Like you do that with a dog. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're poking a ball, like, it's a lot of, a lot of, make a lot of movements 
while doing it. And plus, it sort of trains your reflexes. Do you be talking about the feelings when you're out poking ball? Like, is that a kind of countryman thing that you go, let's have a poke ball and we'll also have a chat? Um, Yeah, could be a bit. Okay. You know, you'd have a bit of a chat while you're poking. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't obviously have that much of a chat while you're poking because there's a bit of a distance between you or whatever, but have a bit of a chat. Okay. So that was something, some bit of exercise I did that was out of the ordinary and I really felt the um, the repercussions of it. Yeah. I genuinely felt like I was after doing a fucking marathon the last couple of days with my sore tricep and my and my ribs in bits. It was, oh God. So yeah, I can absolutely sympathize. It must have come an I can only imagine proper. what. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I, I, I don't know how I didn't hop my head off the ground. Yeah. And, like, that evening then, no, the next evening, I felt really disorientated and sick. And I thought, maybe I did. Maybe I did hit my head, but that was something else entirely. But, but I yeah, but just the whole weekend was spent in a fucking hoop. Mm. That's mad. Mm. Any other news with you? Um, no, I was thinking about last week we covered the right to disconnect. You remember this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was thinking we should follow it up with. Leo is also talking about this thing of the right to work from home. Do you read about that? No. Have you seen this? Is this you heard about this? Is this a sort of. um? When when everyone goes back to work, they don't have to go back to work, daily. Sort of. So it's part of this like five year. It's called Our Rural Future. That's really hard to say if you're Irish. Our Rural Future Development Plan that the, the government are putting in. That essentially. What this working from home per element of it, at least, because the, the, the plan will involve greater you know, broadband rollout and, and stuff like that. But but the, the work from home aspect alone is that it's... Let's see the words he, he gave himself. Leo says, putting the right to request remote working into law will provide a clear framework around which requesting, approving and re- uh, refusing remote, remote work can be based. Putting this into law, we can, re- we can recognise that remote working doesn't work for everyone or every organization. So the government will take a balanced approach with this new legislation. And again, Gov.ie says similar. Uh, currently in, all, in Ireland, all employees can ask their employers for their right, right to work remotely, but there's no legal framework around which that can be done. So essentially what this, this one particular thing is, is a bit like, it's kind of just lip service. All they're saying is, yeah, it sounds very. You have fairy. the right, yeah. You you have the right to ask that there whether or not you can be remote, and it gives employers a framework, uh, from which they can answer you. But God, that's so I mean, bullshit. Yeah, like it. It just like, the answer most of the time is still going to be no. Yeah, but, and like you had the right to ask 
anyway. I don't. It, it just if you weren't to think too deeply into it, it's something that the like for the government, it would make them appear kind of on the ball and fucking proactive. But really, it's just, hey, you've got the right to ask this, which is weird. I don't know, but it shows at least there's lots of thought being put into how a remote future for the people who that could be possible for uh, uh, could work. Well, it would be great if, I mean, I'm guessing what he's saying is that the civil service are opening up to the idea of allowing people to work from home. Well, yes and no. This is a roadmap he's he's putting together. Or I say he, I should just say the government because I don't want to give him credit for a fucking thing. They are putting together a, a document called Making Remote Work and it provides solutions and and ideas for how remote uh, can work. But for the government in particular, they have mandated by the end of 2021 to move at least 20% of all public sector workers to to remote work. Yeah. And I can now I can understand how on. that would it would save everyone money, save the government money, save mm. and it would save workers the hassle of having to go as long as they don't pull the rug from under workers with this legislation by kind of going, Well, you have to Yeah. You know, that you still are supported adequately well that'll be interesting with 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 a view to they're trying to make the public sector go remote because maybe some of those people won't have a choice uh certainly when they try to deregulate or decentralize the government a couple of years ago and they moved some departments you know down out of the pale that didn't work and it fucked a lot of people over because they didn't want to live down the country as they say but yeah I think with a little bit of thought, this this can be done right. And it's not that a department will be in Kerry. It'll just be, hey, some of the people are down there. Which is ideal because, it, it I mean, Dublin is so prohibitive. Mm-hmm. It would be great. It would probably be great for other towns around the country if you just, if you could not work from Dublin. Because yeah. Because it would probably just pump a bit of life back into places like Limerick and Tralee. Yeah, finally some fucking good press for Limerick, not after that Forbes thing during the week. That was I don't guess. think. Yeah, fucking Egypt's. But I think it's a really, like, it's a model that could work for some businesses. And the ones who, like, okay, obviously retail can't fucking remove a remote, but so many office jobs can. And it's the ones that don't, like, I refuse to accept that you simply can't do it where another similar company can, like Apple, for a long, long before the pandemic, have had so many remote customer support staff. Like since pretty much day one when they landed in Cork, most of their support staff have been been remote. And it's a huge boon for people who do work for Apple because the salary is decent and they can live wherever they want. So it's, I'm hoping that, companies will really jump onto this because uh, as much as I will say shit about the government they seem to at least be putting fucking food for thought into companies hands as much as they can to try and you know get the the cogs and the brains working Mm. 
Okay, we're running out of time, but you have one minute to give out about the Duke of Edinburgh. Go. Oh, fuck. No, you go. No, you go. And you're running why out of time. You... You've got four... Why are you putting me on this? No, I'm not going to give out about the Duke of Edinburgh. I'm going to put, give out about you because you're putting me on the spot to give out about a dead old man that <laughs> is not going to land me in any sort of favourable light at all. The Duke of Edinburgh, yeah, he was a weird dude. He said some weird shit. Like when he was talking to a bunch of students in Asia, a, a bunch of British students in Asia, and he decided he, to tell them, hey, do you know what? You should all come back uh, before you you become slitty-eyed. Or well, just the, the countless gaffes, uh, uh, the fact that he started wooing what is essentially his cousin, who he later married when she was 13. Uh, he was a not great dude. And I think it should be OK for us to not say that he was a great dude. And I think that's if we're going to say anything, I've got 10 seconds left on this. If we're going to say anything about the legacy of the Duke of Edinburgh, it should be that we don't need to. Uh, not speak ill of the dead. There we go. Adam shitting on the dead. Ah, he's been dead for months. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, good luck to you. All the best. <laughs>